Hi, and welcome to Unquenchable Hope. I'm Louanne Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. Ladies, we know it's hard to hang on to hope in a world that sometimes seems bent on stealing it, but it's not impossible. So stay tuned as we tackle all kinds of issues and talk about how, you know, no matter what this world dishes out, you can live with unquenchable hope. Well, welcome back to another episode of Unquenchable Hope. And today we're going to talk about the second piece of the armor. It is the breastplate of righteousness. It's a good one. Righteousness is one of those theological words. You just walk up to somebody and ask them <laughs> what it is. You could get a lot of different answers. Yes. And some of them might not actually be yes, accurate. It is simply right standing before God. And we're going to go through as best as we can in this segment what that righteousness truly means. The central part of a Roman soldier's armor is that breastplate, and it protects his torso and his vital organs, which is his heart, his lungs, etc. We all can visualize what that would look Mm -hmm. like. Okay, it's different from the shield because the shield is held up in your hand and it's it's out there. And we'll talk about the shield when we get to it. But this breastplate is on you. You put it on. Why do I have images of the teenage mutant ninja turtles coming into my head? I don't know. That's it. No, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a what breastplate. I'm thinking about. Yeah, that would be a breastplate. <laughs> right. it, it, it is to protect that those organs. And it covers our spiritual heart. The first scripture that I have, Proverbs 4, 23, it says, guard your heart with all diligence. Why? From it flows the wellsprings of life. That's right. So what the breastplate is doing is guarding our heart. All of the weariness and all that is coming at us against our heart uh, not our organ heart, but our heart, our soul, spiritual heart. Our spiritual heart. Again, this is a fight. We're in a spiritual battle. So we're putting on an armor from God, which is to protect our heart. And so in some sense, Paul is saying that understanding righteousness and understanding that we are righteous in God's sight, because yes. righteousness is a relationship word. It's not yes. a busyness Yes. Word. No. It's not about just running around doing all these Christian things and feeling righteous because we do those Mm -hmm. things. No, it's like you said, right standing with God, Mm -hmm. right relationship with God. And if we are grounded in that, it will protect us from so many of Satan's accusations and against pride, thinking that we can be righteous on our own. Yes. So that's kind of where we're heading with this one today. That's exactly right. Do you want to start with... Yes. I, I read... An illustration one time from Max Lucado in one of his books that helped me grasp this concept of our righteousness being in Christ, probably better than anything else I've ever read. So imagine that you're all lined up on a line with a bunch of other people, and you're told that you have to try to jump to the moon. So you're all lined up there. Okay, on one, two, three, we're going to all jump and see who can get closest to the moon. So I look over there, and maybe Lou Ann can jump 24 inches. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh man, I only made it 12. She's a lot closer than I am. Or, and I look on the other side, maybe somebody could only muster up six inches. And I thought, well, at least I'm not that bad. Yes. Say, so, and the moon is the goal. Mm-hmm. But in reality, we're all like hundreds of thousands of miles away from the moon or however far away the moon is. Yes. And so whether you're 24 inches or you're 12 inches or you're six inches, there's only one way we're going to get to the moon. And that is to hop on the back of Jesus and get to get there. there. Yeah. That and that just good. kind of, it, yes. it put it in perspective that we look at other people and think, well, they're more righteous than I am, but 
at least I'm a little more righteous than this yes. person over here. And we're so far away from being able to, in our own deeds, mm-hmm. get there. Yes. That there is only one way, and that is to put our faith in Christ, his righteousness. Yeah, that's right is credited to our account. Account. No, that is exactly right. Because when we are trying to reach something and in in righteousness, we're not striving. Like you said, we don't have to. Mm -hmm. It's simply who we are. Mm -hmm. We're blameless in the sight of God because of the blood of Jesus. Yes. So our righteousness is in Christ. Mm -hmm. We don't have righteousness on our own. We could never muster it up. Yeah. It is in Christ. So because of the blood of Jesus. And so what, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, even Paul had to reckon with this. In Philippians 3, uh, verses 3 through 9, he lists all of his resume, which was just great to be the Pharisee of Pharisees. He was of the right tribe. He had all the cred. And he lists it all there. But he said he considered them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. Yes. So if Paul, who could have laid his resume out there and and in jumping to the moon, he was probably a 48-inch vertical leap. So in the sight of other people, it's like, whoa, he's the dude. He's He's the standard of righteousness. And he had to realize that is like trash. Yes. My righteousness is trash compared to the righteousness that I get through faith in Christ. That's exactly right. And that is perfect. And I think that Satan schemes to keep us in our, okay, because you're talking about righteousness and being blameless before God, then there's sin involved because we understand that if there's sin in our lives, we don't feel very righteous. Right. How can we be blameless? How can we we be could, blameless we could sit here and list all the reasons that I should be yes. blamed. Well, <laughs> one thing that has this woken me up, I told Marianne a little bit about this before we started. I always saw myself as the sin that was going on in my life. And I always saw myself as that. And I, I'm telling you, about, I don't know, it had to be three years ago, only three, maybe, no, more than that, maybe five years ago, six years ago, it came to me, you are not your sin. And the way I got that was by reading the scripture that I had read one bazillion times (laughs) (laughs) and never saw it. You know, when you have those aha moments, Mm -hmm. I had an aha moment that literally set me free and it had everything to do with the righteousness of our lives and our blameless before God. Mm -hmm. When we sin before the Lord and we feel entangled in a sin, in a sin, the sins, whether it's habits, whether it's whatever it might be, when we feel entangled in something, we don't feel too good about ourselves. And then we don't then receive the true freedom that we have in Christ because of his righteousness and because we're blameless before him, because we don't feel that we deserve it. That's all about we, me, me. Mm-hmm. When I read this scripture, it woke me up completely. It's in, it almost makes me want to cry because I, it just, it's so true. Second Corinthians 5 21 said, God made him Jesus who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God through Christ. Mm-hmm. You are not your sin. When you confess that you placed it on Christ and you were forgiven. It is not yours. So when we keep bringing it up, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's like, what are you talking about? 
you have asked me for forgiveness. That's when he said it's far as from the East is from the West. That accusatory voice is the enemy of our own soul who accuses us before the father day and night. Yes. So he's accusing and yet we're free. It's like the elephant who has been trained. When he's a baby elephant, they, they tether his ankle to a stake in the ground, a chain. They'll use a chain and they'll tether him. And he knows that he goes and gets trained. And then he comes back, they bring him back and he, they tether him again to that chain. So that when he becomes an adult elephant that weighs a bazillion tons <laughs> and they can now tie, literally, I, I read this, they could tie a thread around his ankle and tether it to a stick and he'll stay put because he remembers, don't leave there. You're tethered. I can't get away from this. Satan will make us think that we are tethered to that sin. But the moment we ask for forgiveness, we have been set free. And even Mm -hmm. if we don't feel free, because it might've been something for so long Mm -hmm. that we feel tethered to that sin. The scripture talks about in Hebrews being entangled with that familiar sin. And if it's been a long time in that thing, or if I may even be honest about anybody that may have had an abortion and the enemy has tethered you to something that you've asked for forgiveness for. And if you still feel tethered to that, it's a lie. It's a lie. You have the breastplate of righteousness. It says, you know what? I am blameless before God because I asked for forgiveness. He forgives us the moment we ask. He doesn't remember it anymore. We're the one that goes back to it. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to say, wait a minute. I don't see that. The blood of Jesus Christ has set you free from that sin. So you're no longer that sin. You are not your sin. I have forgiven you. You're not tethered to it. It would be like if you took that elephant then over to Africa and said, run, run in the plains. And then he said, wait a minute, let me find a tree to chain myself to. Yes. (laughs) It's honestly, he still feels tethered. That elephant could flick his foot away from a piece of thread Mm -hmm. and a stick, but his mind had been trained that he had to be tethered to something. Our minds by the enemy's tactics and his schemes makes us think that we are tied to that sin. It happens a lot, I think, with addictions. Yes. People get free from it, mm-hmm. but their identity is still there. It's, and it, and it doesn't there's, have to be. It does not. That's not who they are. God has given us Jesus Christ's blood on that cross. His blood has set us free. Don't you think the root of some of this, this just popped into my head, is... Because we forget that what God wants is a family. He wants children. He doesn't want robots. No. We imagine that he's looking for us to behave perfectly, to earn our way into his graces. And what he he wants is a family. So he knew we couldn't be good enough on our own. He sent Jesus to rescue us, to bring us into the family. We talked about it a couple of times ago about this is the best rescue adventure story ever. And that's why Jesus took our sin upon himself so that we could be in God's family. That's right. And so that that heart can be healed. When our hearts are bleeding, we will bleed on other people. Mm-hmm. And that's when it, that's when then we end up bringing all this garbage into a situation because we have not allowed Jesus blood to set us free. Yeah. Hurt, hurt people, hurt people. That's exactly um, right. And we will yeah. wound somebody else because we are still bleeding out. I was listening to a pastor, a, a female pastor who talked about 
she has really been walking in the faith and had a great ministry. And she and her husband have a church in Nashville and it's, it's a thriving church. But she said when the Lord had brought them to, they're from Australia and when she, they, he had brought them to America and the Lord had given them the call to start really speaking truth to that atmosphere there in, in, in Nashville area. And she said, I just thought, Oh, I'm just going to just jump right in here. And God's going to just, you know, release me and I'll be able to do the things I was doing in Australia and Mm -hmm. just being able to speak truth and, and all those things. She goes, he sat me for two years. She said, he sat me down and said, you are still bleeding out on things that you have not dealt with in your heart. And when you, you and I deal with those, I so appreciate what you said about the counseling Mm -hmm. She did speak that out and said, there's nothing wrong with counseling, but when you have to go year after year after year, you have not understood the truth of who Jesus Christ really is. He, he's saying, give that to me. Mm -hmm. I I will take this from you. Mm -hmm. So she said, the Lord said, we need to deal with this honey before I open anything for you guys. Mm -hmm. And this is after her being really season. So the Lord is always working on our hearts. Yeah, that's right. And he's always wanting those things that we are holding on to or not letting him heal. And yeah, you can even start out realizing you don't have to be perfect. But then sometimes when you have a successful ministry, Mm -hmm. the lies come in then like you have to sustain it. So you feel like you can't fail. You you have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that happen to a lot of people that are pastors, wives or pastors or whatever. They, they start to take on that performance Mm -hmm. thing. You know, another thing too, about this righteousness is that it's so much more than him just removing our sin, because I used to think of it in terms of a bank account. If we had a big debt, our debt is forgiven, but it's more than that. It's not yes. just that our bank account is taken to zero and we don't owe all this anymore. It's that we have hmm. been given the righteousness of Christ. It's like getting a bazillion dollars deposited yes, in there. Exactly it's right. like opening your account online and all of a sudden you have $80 trillion <laughs> in it. That you could never spend. Yeah, it's the freedom. So Mm -hmm. it's more than just taking it down to nothing. In fact, somewhere in scripture, it talks about Jesus is speaking and he's, I think it's in John 17, maybe where he's praying the night before he was crucified. Yes. Talks about how God actually loves us as he loves Jesus. That's right. Wrap your brain around that one. That's right. That's exactly right. When you think about the Trinity and how much the Father loves the Son, and then Mm -hmm. to think that Jesus is saying he loves you that much. That's exactly right. Wow. No, that is really good. It's not that he just tolerates us. Mm-hmm. It's that he treasures us. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I think again, that's definitely going to be a topic that we have to yes. discuss. I think many of us get caught up in not understanding the love of God. Yes. And not really realizing that we're loved. I have a, somebody given it to me, just the saying, you are loved. Mm-hmm. It, it can be anywhere. And I, I had to just constantly be saying that to myself, that mm-hmm. you're loved. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves you unconditionally. And some of that starts with an understanding of righteousness. Uh-huh. If we really believed that we were rightly related to him, then it would be a lot easier to believe that he loved us. That's right. If you don't grasp the righteousness, mm-hmm. which is why it's a breastplate, That's right. which is why it protects our hearts from the lies that say, you're not good enough. That's right. He'll never love you. Mm-hmm. Look no, at all the w- stuff you've done. Look at all the stuff. Again, those are those accusatory voices. I a lot of times say, Lord, I, I thank you that I'm blameless before you, mm-hmm. but that does not give me or any of us a right to keep sinning. 
because mm-hmm. we can just always go back and say, well, as soon as I ask for forgiveness, I'm blameless and it's all gone. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's cheap grace. Mm-hmm. That's using his blood. That's using his grace. That's using his mercy to just keep doing what we want to do. Because I'm telling you, once I truly grasp this, mm-hmm. again, it's a day-to-day thing. But knowing that we are always free, we can always go to him and say, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was, that was, that was wrong. I, that, I, what I just said was wrong or what I just thought or what I just did or I'm wrong. It, it brings us back to repentance like David did all the time. I believe that's mm-hmm. why God called him a man after his own heart. Mm-hmm. He was so aware of his faults or his Sometimes humanness. it took a whole year, but yeah. <laughs> no, yes, absolutely. But his humanness yes. that God so appreciated it every time he came to him yeah. with whatever, he was always asking him to for- forgive him. It's humility. Yes. And just mm-hmm. come to that, back to that place. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it's another place where we have to take a step back and just do a whole review of our, ourselves that we want to be in, we are in right standing before God because of what Jesus has done for us. If we have our faith in that and, and not, not in what, our own good words. Yes. yes. Or not like, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that so that I'm good before God. Oh, I better go yeah. and serve all these people. Those are all works. Maybe they're good, but if they're done in a in an attitude of I owe God, we've got it all wrong. Just thinking about the the fruit of the spirit, Galatians five. You can read that list: uh, love, joy, peace, patience, all those things, and think that those are things that we have to muster up and produce on our own. And if you walked into an orchard where there mm. are fruit trees there, say apple trees, yes, you're not going to hear those apple trees just straining to pop those apples out. If they're planted in good soil yes. and their roots are deep and they're getting water and they're getting sunshine, they just produce fruit. Mm-hmm. And that's us when we understand our righteousness That's right. and the connection there with our behavior. When we know we're right with God, mm-hmm. we want to do the right things, That's right. the things that please him. That's right. And the fruit is going to come out of our lives. It doesn't mean it's not work and it doesn't yeah. require discipline and commitment. It does, but we're not doing it to earn nothing. Favor. We have That's nothing. right. That's we're doing right. it out of a gratitude. Wow. I'm blameless. He yes. has declared me blameless. I know. I am unchained. That's right. And I have freedom. Yes. So I'm going to use my freedom to please him. Yes. And you know what's good about that too? It makes us really open to other people and to want to help them along. Yes. Understand that. Mm-hmm. Because now when you understand that you're free and it's from your past. And I know a lot of times people want to go back to their past and and maybe you have to do a couple of things that you've got to go back and, and work through, work through it. Yes. I get all that. I've had to do all that. And I, and I had a scripture here when you release yourself from the sin that entangles you, you're free. Mm -hmm. And and Hebrews 12, one through three is one of my favorite of all time. He probably had that written down. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded, I love this because I always think when I, when I say, when you are surrounded by such great cloud of witnesses, I, my father's in that crowd. And he, he's the only one that's closest to me that's ever passed. Mm-hmm. So I, I relate to that so readily. Since we are surrounded by such great a cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked for, out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he doored the cross, despising the shame. He set us free. So we get to run free 
when we understand this righteousness. And I've never thought about it until you just read it just now that the sin that entangles us is not only present sin. I've always thought of it in terms of avoiding sin now, yeah. but our past sins mm-hmm. entangle us. I never thought about it yes. until you it, put it in that context. The sin that so easily entangles, it could be that one that always creeps in. Jesus said when, when it says that Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy, but God has come to give us life and life abundantly. Are we yeah. walking that here on this earth? And there is therefore now no condemnation right. in Christ. And I'm thinking about the breastplate again. I'm mm-hmm. going back to this, that it protects our heart, which mm-hmm. we've kind of made that connection, but our lungs. And I'm thinking yes. how suffocating and stifled we feel when we are constantly under condemnation. Oh, that's of, good. Do you remember what you did back then? Oh, Marianne, you know, that's you're good. never good enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you feel like you're just suffocating. You can't breathe. It's good because of the weight of that sin. Mm-hmm. And then what if all of a sudden it's gone? I know and you can breathe for the first time. That's, that's what exactly this is right. about. That's exactly what it's about. I've been mm-hmm. there. I've experienced it, but this breastplate of righteousness really, really took a hold of me. Mm. And, and I realized, oh my gosh, we can walk in freedom. We do not have to be entangled. We do not have to be condemned. And those voices that say you're stupid or look what you, look what you did. It's all of that garbage. I I think about as a parent, how I would feel if my child was constantly walking around the house saying, I'm no good. I'm Mm -hmm. such a rotten kid. I'll never amount to anything. Remember what I did two years ago? I mean, that would break your heart as a parent. You would just want to wrap your arms around them and say, say, that's not who you are. And yet in this family, I so love you. We do it. Yeah, how must break God's heart, especially when he gave his son so that we wouldn't have to live in that condemnation. And to know the the kind of death that Christ entailed just so we could be free. Mm -hmm. One, so he came to demolish sin and come after the enemy and demolish his sin in our lives. And he took that kind of a beating and that kind of shame. He was up on that cross naked. We never have that picture when we see it in the movies, but that is what they did. And anybody that was being crucified in that manner, and they did everything to mock him. Mm -hmm. There's probably, I was reading also, there's nothing more mocking than somebody spitting in your face. There's nothing more degrading than that. And he took it just so he could be free. So truly ladies, you are free. You are not your sin. We are free because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Our righteousness is in him. It is not in ourselves. We allow ourselves to become Satan's punching bags as believers. Mm -hmm. We just let him pummel us with our past and uh, our weaknesses. Look at you. And how could you possibly preach the gospel? Look at you. But if we put that breastplate on. That's right. Then all it does is make his knuckles bleed. Guess he's punching (laughs) and punching away and we're not even feeling it. We need to hold that righteousness up there and say, I have the righteousness of Christ. I am blameless. Say you cannot condemn me. Mm -hmm. I am blameless before my father because of Jesus Christ. So often when it says that God looks, when he looks at us, he just sees Jesus. It's just amazing. It's so hard to wrap our brains around this, but it's the truth. It's true. It's It's, we just talked about the belt of truth. This Mm -hmm. is one of those truths that doesn't matter how we feel. No, it doesn't. Our feelings lie to us. Yes, they do. What does the word say? And that's what we've talked about today. Yes, it is about that. And we need to quote it. When he's trying to chain us back to those old sins or to our current weaknesses, we need to quote the word. Yes. 
It is all what it's about. Every time we talk about any pieces of this armor, our go-to is the word of God. Mm -hmm. It is the go-to for every single piece. That's why it's so important to know the word, to speak it out loud. And we'll give other pieces of armor how to do those at at times. Yeah, get your big sword out. Yeah, get my sword. She has a sword. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, well, that'll get when we get to the word of God. If you don't mind, if we can pray before we go. We we obviously don't know what anybody's dealing with here, especially with the sin that so can easily entangle. But we know that there's freedom. Yeah, and that freedom is in Jesus. It doesn't matter what the sin is. It doesn't. It doesn't matter to him. The hope is that if we walk in this truth, we're going to produce more and more and more mm-hmm. amazing fruit. The, That's right. The, the freedom on the other side yes. of this is awesome. As it is. It really, really is. Mm-hmm. And we have the authority to say, wait a minute, I am blameless before God. You cannot convict me of anything. That's not, that's not who I am. I had a friend who that's the answer they would give to Satan when they felt like they were being attacked. It was a guy and he would just say, that's not who I am. There you go. There you go. It works. That's a a short answer, but it's a lot of power (laughs) packed in that. So why don't you pray and close this out? All right. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus Christ and the power that is in that name because of the blood of Jesus. Father, we just ask right now, that you would just come in like a flood to anyone and everyone that is listening. That let each person know individually that they are blameless before you. Because of what you did upon that cross, we have your righteousness to stand up against the accusations of the enemy and say you're a liar. I am not entangled with that. My father sees me blameless before him because of the blood that is still warm today that has set me free from any sin and any thought and any, any avenue of my life that have been offensive towards God has been wiped clean. So Lord, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And we speak freedom to everyone that is listening. You are free to run and to, and to persevere and to run that race that God has ordained for you on this earth before you see him in heaven. He has a purpose and he has a race that you are to run freely with power and authority in Jesus and not cower to the voice of the enemy that would want to do nothing but keep us hidden and cowered under his thumb. We have the freedom in Jesus Christ, and we put on that breastplate, and we declare ourselves blameless before you, God. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness and your goodness, and we cover ourselves in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Ladies, we pray you've been encouraged today and that you'll come back next week for more truth and hope. And if you'd like to know more about us, check out our websites. Those addresses are in the show notes. And hey, if this podcast encouraged you, it can probably encourage someone else. So please share it and share some hope.